Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Megan. And I'm sick. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even have to make that sound awful. No. It just does. I'm Kelsey. If you want to know why we switched it around, I I figured it might be a little jarring for you to hear this yeah <laughs> as the first voice i think i did all right i only had to do one run through just to make sure i said it right yeah because you actually we went back a long time ago and realized for the first couple episodes you were actually the one that said it i did i don't know when that switch happened i think it was like three episodes in we just stopped switching back and forth and, and oh uh, maybe that's what it was yeah we were swapping that was our plan in the beginning was we would each switch and do the intros and stuff and blah anyway whatever so Listen, growing up twi- growing up a twin uh you learn like uh, you split things evenly evenly mm-hmm. i've noticed this at work like i had to like split up something and they're like you don't have to make it perfect i'm like you don't understand i literally whipped out a scale <laughs> oh <laughs> lord and i was like listen growing up a twin like you learn things are you split things evenly mm-hmm. or it causes an argument uh-huh <laughs> yes it does uh but yeah this is probably for everybody's sake gonna be maybe a shorter episode we don't know it might end up being the same length but uh, depends on how much i decide to chat it up i guess that's true uh so hopefully you don't have to listen to this too much mm-hmm. yeah um it just feels like it's always every time the holidays come around this this is what you get and it is thanksgiving today it, oh yeah oh, as you're listening to this it is thanksgiving today is thanksgiving so uh for anyone celebrating or like cares to celebrate in a weird way. I, you know, I just like to eat. I've never been a big fan of Thanksgiving as like a whole. Uh, yeah, as an idea, I think we're just big fans of eating all day, <laughs> eating and grazing. Oh gosh, you have like the appetizers at the beginning of the day. Stay. You put the appetizers in the living room so you stay out of the kitchen. I've learned now that was probably a trick <laughs> to keep us yeah. all out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then you make your way to the dining room and nobody's really hungry by then so then everyone's a little like offended that you're not eating their food and you're like i have round two coming in about 45 minutes <laughs> right it's fine so you turn on the football games you watch sleep. depending on what time it is watch the parade turn on a football game Ooh, the parade i know mm, i forgot about the parade i like that and i know i don't have cable i haven't had cable in forever Nah, streaming's a thing you can stream mm-hmm. it just about you can. You can find anything anywhere anymore. If you have YouTube. a smart TV, you could probably get some type of news station and watch the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Macy's Day, Thanksgiving Day, Day Parade. parade. Yeah. Goodness sakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we tried to stream the parade last year. And oh, and it was so, it We lagged. caught it like at the end. Well, I thought it lagged. Something lagged really bad. Oh, that was New Year's. I think we mm. literally turned New Year's off. I think... Um, because of covid last year it was just really unentertaining to watch it was empty streets and that's true yeah so blah. Yeah. i i don't know if it's going to be the same this year but i doubt it hmm. anyway so meaning i think it'll be more back to normal right for the so, most part yeah but this is our thanksgiving episode and we are in minnesota 
I don't. Are you going to say it with an accent? No. I thought you were going to do the typical. No, I did it last episode and I was at the moment it left my lips. I was like, I'm going to get so much hate for this. I'm sure Minnesotans love it. No, we're in Minnesota and (laughs) I was not going to say it. Minnepop. We don't say Minnesota here. Oh, my God. That's a really bad. That's an awful joke. That was terrible. (laughs) I might cut it. I'm not going to cut it. Don't cut that. I'm too tired. I'm too lazy. (laughs) I'm too sick. Um, No, we are in Minnesota. We are in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, which that's the... Is that the capital? No. No. Oh, no. What is the capital of Minnesota? Is it Minneapolis? Oh, maybe. Yikes. We should know this. Hey, Siri. Oh, see, we're getting lazy. What's the capital of Minnesota? We're getting lazy in our years of recording. St. Paul. St. Paul, see? St. Paul. St. Paul, Minnesota. Sorry, Minnesotans, for Uh. doubting. (laughs) Tell us the capital of Indiana. Ours is too obvious. Yeah, if you can't figure out Indianapolis as the capital of Indiana, like, you've got a big storm coming. Oh. Have you seen that no, video? What the heck? <laughs> okay, we're gonna watch videos after this. Okay, like you've never seen the you've got a big storm coming. Like, or uh, well, honey, you haven't. No. Oh my gosh! And they're just, <laughs> they just turn around and snap for no reason. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. I'm gonna show you it later. Okay. It looks like as if they were recording little snippets uh-huh. for. A commercial or something mm-hmm. and they're like just read this one section out of context and it's the old lady she's like honey you've got a big storm coming and then she like readjusts herself and goes <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid that's funny anyway i can't wait until ohio um not that we have anywhere picked out yet i was gonna say what in the world speaking of videos the first thing i thought of is do you remember the cleveland sucks videos that we watched oh my gosh fun times in cleveland again kind kind of kind of like i know as soon as i would start to see it it would come back like here's the statue of grover cleveland no he's the guy who invented cleveland How do you remember that? Eat food prepared by the street. <laughs> Who knows? You might even see this guy. <laughs> How you do don't you, remember? Do you just remember all of that, or did you watch it recently? I watched it a little recently, but I've always remembered most of it. No, nope. I don't remember if it's Grover Cleveland. I just know it's Cleveland. Here's the statue of. Cleveland Moses Cleveland Moses yeah he's the guy who invented Cleveland (laughs) okay maybe we'll play that video for you when we're in Ohio but we're what is it uh our uh main export is crippling depression (laughs) Uh, oh they were ahead of their time then (laughs) that video was from like 2011 look it up on YouTube Cleveland sucks part one and part two I suggest both of them listen there are so many early 2000s and 2010s YouTube videos we could suggest uh, slumber party, <gasps> girls getting, uh, you know, stalked by a cardboard cutout of Zac Efron <laughs> via High School Musical 2, it, as you do. Wildcats. <laughs> yeah. Go Wildcats. <laughs> uh, or the shoes. Shoes, of course. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. The muffins. Shoes. Yeah. Cunningham muffins. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're not <laughs> we're, in Ohio, but when we go to Ohio, we'll, I'll share those videos. We're They're just going to dump a bunch of trashy YouTube videos on you. <laughs> I um, could, you know, 
where did I go when I saw this? Uh, oh, poop, pee and poop. It was the, I think we already did Michigan, right? Yes, we butt already drugs. did Michigan. I saw butt drugs, but was that in Michigan? You've never seen uh, Rhett and Link, like, Good Mythical Morning, you know that? that. I know who Rhett and Link are, but I don't know the that. Okay, um, well, that's their show title. Okay. Like, way back when, early on, also early 2010s, they went to wherever the heck we were. Where the heck did we go? In it was when, it was No, it was for my, our birthday when I went on vacation in that cabin. Was I in Indiana? Nashville? Nashville, you're correct. It's somewhere around Nashville, but there's a pharmacy there called Butt Drugs, like B-U-T-T, um. and they made a whole video about butt drugs <laughs> uh, before they had better things to do. <laughs> nice. And like, I wasn't even trying to find butt drugs. I was trying to find coffee, and I got out of the car and turned and looked across the street. I said, oh my God, and I looked, whipped out my phone. <laughs> it's butt drugs. It's butt drugs. <laughs> okay oh my gosh sorry this is now what like 10 15 minutes this isn't gonna be a short episode because we can't stop i know we can't stop just no not even 10 minutes i'm dumb oh (laughs) whatever then we're cool i mean i can stretch it out longer i can sing the whole cleveland song i don't remember all the words but no that's okay we need to get to the point this is the banter that you either like or you don't like and if you don't like it that's a shame you're still here so who looks stupid now you two (laughs) anyway we are you too? Did you say you do? Uh, you too. Two people out there. You too. No, <laughs> like that's a very Potter sequel. Oh. Yeah, remember he's like, "Ha, who looks stupid now? You do." And he does the trumpeting butt thing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> See, <laughs> I did. I try not to do it right. I know. I'm, like, I'm so afraid that I don't have my own personality. That I am just a compilation of videos and music and stuff. That's it. I just saw a BuzzFeed article. I know it's BuzzFeed and it was like a uh, a quiz or whatever. And it's like, if you're like me, you only speak in movie quotes. And it pretty much said, and I have no lyrics. personality. Yep. I was yeah. like, wow. And it made you go through and see if you could figure out all the movie quotes. I got most of them. Not all of them because I haven't seen some of the movies. I don't remember. I'll give it a go later. <laughs> After we talk about St. Paul, Minnesota. St. Paul. Which I know we usually do. Small town America. St. Paul in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of America. is maybe small. I don't know. Oh, I'll get there. It's oh, not. yeah. Yeah. You're going to cover demographics. Relatively, Silly it's not. Yeah. Okay. So now we're jumping in. I think we're at the 10 minute mark now. Let's, let's get into it. We are, in fact. Yes. Let's go. Word. Okay. Of course, this is coming from worldpopulation.com. I just Always. put world pop as yeah. my, uh, as my um, reference. Yes. Okay. This is immediately I don't understand what's going on. Uh, okay. St. Paul, and I I don't know. And, and, anyway, okay. St. Paul is a city located in Dakota County, Hennepin County, Ramsey County, and Washington County, Minnesota. I mean, does it cover a lot of square miles? Um, I guess, I mean, it must. It's sort of like corners of the different counties dip into St. Paul. I don't know. That's my guess. That's Um, weird. So the population in 2022, I think I know you mentioned this uh, on one of the episodes that you had to cover demographics where you said it doesn't make sense. It says the population was this in 2020. Up for up or down from this much in 2020. It was the same thing. Yeah. I think the first number is supposed to be 22, because at the very top of world population, it says population as of 2022. 2020. Oh, 2022. 
Maybe we, maybe we should consider, I hate to say it, looking into a new source. World population is <gasps> no. just getting a little confusing and I inconsistent. Know. Anyway, so I'm going to assume they meant with a 2022 population of 316,819 people. It is the second largest city in Minnesota and the 65th largest city in the United States. So 65 out of all the cities in the United States is actually, I feel like that's pretty decent. Yeah, no, it's not bad. I think it is still like, if I remember correctly, significantly smaller than, say, Indianapolis. Oh, Uh, I... Yeah, Indianapolis population is 882,000. 800, oh, okay. Well. Yeah, so it's like more than double. Yeah, it is. And to me, Indy, after after living there for a handful of years, really doesn't even feel that big. No, I'm actually surprised that there's that many people. Yep. Okay, so now is that Indianapolis proper? Yeah. Okay. Um, I know this is off topic again, my, one of the people I work with. So my department is kind of spread out over several States and my supervisor is actually out of Arizona. And I think it was her. And we, she's like, everyone keeps talking about Indy. I don't know what Indy is. I'm like, it's Indianapolis. And she goes, why don't you just say that? (laughs) I guess it is confusing considering Indy is like a genre or, you know, and they're like, who's Indy? What's an Indy? <laughs> We're like, no, no, it's Indianapolis. I mean, it's better than, uh, I don't hear this as much. It's kind of douchey. The people that call it Naptown. Yeah, that's, I never mm. did like, that. You see it and you hear people say that. And I'm like, you're just trying to be hip and you sound stupid. Because yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah. They really stretched. I don't know. For some reason, Naptown is another one. Yeah. Okay. St. Paul is currently growing at a rate of 0.84% annually, and its population has increased 1.7% since the most recent census in 2020. Not bad, not bad. Now, St. Paul spans over 56 miles and has a density of 6,095 people per square mile. Eh. So, I feel like it's not that big then. 56 miles and to have four counties? Yeah. Like, I don't know, that's... Um, the average household income in St. Paul is $80,711 with a poverty rate of 17.95%. So it's a bit high. It is a bit high on both, both numbers. (laughs) It seems to be that way. The more people with money, the more like homelessness you have. And the the larger the city, the more the problem is there's such a, a, a divide, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like the larger the city, the more wealthy people you have, but the more impoverished people you have. It's, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Now, one thing it was really weird because St. Paul is a larger city is that it didn't list the average uh, home price for I, some reason. I mean, it had I, dashes. Yeah, I had that problem. Remember, I had to like go find it somewhere else. Yeah, I went hunting and I got to Redfin, which is kind of like Zillow or Realtor.com. They're so different from site to site, though. So I tried to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't 
really find a good website that gave me a, the number I was looking for. So Redfin was the closest thing I could find. They said that in October of 2022, St. Paul home prices were down 5.5% compared to 2021, selling for a medium price of about $260,000. That is interesting. Like, interesting that they're, the price is down because average nationally and especially here, it's up. Like, it just keeps going up. Since October of last year, it is down 5%, 5.5%. Yeah, according and from to October Redfin. of last year, we've skyrocketed here. Yeah. Weird. Weird stuff happening. Yeah. Back to world population. The median age in St. Paul is 32 years old. So, like, a close to on the nose, a little young. Yeah. It's 31.4 for males and 32.6 for females. So, really, really close. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but, like, also with larger cities comes more diversity and I, I feel like younger people are drawn to larger cities because of more inclusivity. Mm-hmm. So, oh, stop it. Quit it. Oh, what happened? I started, like, typing and didn't mean to. Okay. Now, here's the racial breakdown of the city. Okay. And I don't know, maybe I'm not surprising. We'll find out. Yeah. The white population is... 70. No. Oh. 55.22%. Oh. Man, okay. Dang. Mm-hmm. Asian is 19.13%. Yeah. Black or African American is 15.45. Two or more races is 6.3. Other race is 3.05. Native American, 0.81. Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander, 0.04. But everyone is accounted for. This is a good time to admit that I don't know squat about Minnesota, no, apparently. I've never been to Minnesota, so I was kind of like, huh. Well, it's funny because, what is it? It's next to Wisconsin, right? It's to high. We, we should know better than this. I know. Because you've got Michigan, you've got the Great Lakes, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> I don't know. Missouri might be kind of... Missouri's maybe. down. Is it below? Missouri is southwest of us. Is it? Yes. I hate myself. Well, because <laughs> directly west of us is Illinois. Yeah, is I thought like I don't so, know. Well, we need a map. I'm gonna when when I finally get my recording room done, I'm just gonna put a world map. Up <laughs> we are apparently we need that a world map. Uh, United the States. United States. We desperately Whatever. need it. <laughs> Jesus H. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying now. Uh, oh, I don't know squat about Minnesota, apparently. I've been to Wisconsin, and like my little dabbling in Wisconsin would have told me that it was painfully white. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoops. I was wrong. Yeah, only 50, half of the population is white. Interesting. Crazy. Crazy yeah. stuff. All right. That's pretty much it about the city. I was going to look up like stuff to do in St. Paul and whatever, but we don't have to like babble too much about it we can just get uh, we, through it and... we've already uh veered off a lot we have we have okay now this is where it's gonna get kind of muddled please bear with me i as far as the research goes everyone kind of sort of had the same stuff but then w- would have a nugget extra that a different website didn't have yeah and i didn't want it was getting to the point it was so frankensteined the notes like i kept trying to pull a paragraph from here a couple sentences from here and it mm-hmm. way too complicated so i'm going to read what i think is the best 
article or the most informative article to start, and then we'll just kind of narrow it down. So excuse me if I yeah. um, overlap. I can almost guarantee it's going to happen. That is fine. All right. So I think the first one, and I really should have decided which one I want to start with, is going to be, because I'm going like four different websites here. Yeah. Let's start with, well, I'm going to do. It's a, I, bi- it's a big decision for her. I'm going to do. The do you know what that's from? Oh, my God. No. See? Yes, you do. It's uh, in Labyrinth. When is it Jennifer Connelly or whatever is mm-hmm. she we're helping hands and they're like up or down and she's like, well, I don't know. And then the little old man hand comes out. He's like, well, it's a big decision for her. So. <laughs> yes, I vaguely remember that. Okay, I've seen that movie a lot. Okay, I think I want to start with um, God, see, I could have decided then and I still didn't. I distracted. I'm going to do the Clio.com. The Clio. Got I'm it. like going between four different websites and I've decided. It's okay. The Clio. Mm-hmm. Like Miss Clio. And what we're covering. You just bring completely it, go over that. To bring it full circle because I haven't even told you. We're talking about the Four Paw Restaurant or Four Paw House and Restaurant. Y'all, we really didn't say what it was no. huh? after all of this. We didn't. I almost started reading in the very first sentences, the Four Paw Restaurant never once, men- once mentioned it. Yeah. Well, my Miss Cleo joke got lost. But yeah. Yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> this is so, listen, I am sick and I'm tired. You don't have an excuse. I don't know what your problem is, but like, I'm what a scatterbrain. The- let's, get it, let's get it going. What the heck? Four Paw House. Or four-paw restaurant. Now, was now restaurant. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, the Clio, C-L-I-O. Miss Clio. Dot com. <laughs> the four-paw restaurant was located in a Victorian mansion that was built in 1870. Here's what I hate. I tried to go back even further because everything seemed to kind of just like plop in the middle of history. Yeah. I wanted to go back further like where did the building come from? I couldn't get that far or I just didn't look far enough i guess yeah but sorry if it sounds like i'm also going in the middle and i'm also going to stop apologizing starting now sorry Um, oh yeah (laughs) it was located in a victorian mansion and it was that was built in 1870 it's been the host of many high class people throughout its years of business joseph forpa and they spelled that with a u which is weird started the story of the restaurant by buying the mansion after becoming a very wealthy dry goods salesman um, I don't know what he sold exactly. Like, I, what does dry goods really even mean? I think a couple of the other websites touch on it, so maybe I'll expand on his dry goods in a little bit. <laughs> okay. Mr. Forpaw was 36 at the time when he bought this Victorian home for, do you want to guess how much he purchased this for? In, in 1870? Um, It was built in 1870, so not in the 1800s, late 1800s. So the was built and then he bought it. Yes. Um, That's what I'm made to understand. Again, everything just kind of started like all of this already existed. And then he purchased it. It says he, yes, he bought the Victorian home. I'm going to say, um, you're going to be like, what the heck? What is wrong with you? I know. Why am I making you guess? I'm going to say 120000 No. Oh, dang. My first guess was seventy-five. My gut wanted me to go with seventy-five. No. More? No. 
20 no 10 ten thousand dollars what the heck what inflation okay <laughs> get my seat <laughs> Yeah, if um, I could sit here and buy a mansion for ten thousand dollars, what in the world? People um, wonder why we're struggling. <laughs> the American dream is to just own something. <laughs> I may, I don't know if I cover it. And I'll tell you, I think the square footage is somewhere around eighty five hundred. Casual, yeah, you know, something like that. Only almost ten times, actually ten times the size of my house. Now get this, he was 36 when he bought it. Just a couple years older than us at this very moment. He bought this Victorian home for 10000 So let's say in today's money, I don't know, my God, like over a million dollar home, right? Yeah. Definitely for sure. He buys this million dollar home at 36 years old. Forpa was so successful in his businesses and his dry goods, whatever he signed, he was able to retire only 10 years after starting his business. Oh, you know, yeah. it's just the little things. The American dream. Yeah. Dead and gone. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, after retiring, he was able to travel with his wife, Mary, and five children. He's literally just living everyone's uh, perfect life out here. Right. I don't know about the five children, but sure. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> he, I, see, and this is, he says he auctioned off the house in 1886, so unless he moved in just a couple years after it was built, I don't know if he's the one who had it built or yeah. if it was built. It seems like it had someone had to have had that built intentionally. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I yeah. don't know. Whatever. Anyway, he auctioned off the house in 1886 and sold it to sold it and all the furniture after passing uh, of one of the servants. Her mm-hmm. name is Molly. <sighs> And this uh-huh. is where, yeah, 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 I think I'm going to jump to a second website where it's seeksghosts.blogspot.com. That's okay. kind of a lot of in there, Yeah, whatever. Okay. He, we're going to, I'm going to try to get through some of the the overlap. All right. At the age of 36, he was a senior partner at his Midwest large dry goods store. He provided needed supplies to the union troops during the civil war okay we so love that kind of narrows down a little bit more to show off his success he bought not one but five lots in an exclusive neighborhood which today is near historic downtown st paul okay like but for what reason <laughs> and he had the grand mansion built i'm gonna okay this one says he had it built mm-hmm. i'm gonna tell you right now there are so many inconsistencies between every website yeah. So take this as you will. I'm actually really frustrated because I'm going to point out a lot of the stuff that. Okay. Yes, Here we go. go we'll just keep going. Um, Forpa had the mansion built. His home was designed so each window looked out over the manicured grounds and the beautiful gardens that surrounded it. Wow. It is a very nice house. Yeah. Uh, he filled it with the finest furniture at the time in 1870. It was just him, his wife, and two daughters, and they moved into this three-story home that they had built, and a larger staff was hired to cater to all the family's needs. There was one one, one young woman named Molly. Now, the last website I just quoted said they moved out after the passing of Molly. Why is the passing of Molly significant? Let me tell you. <laughs> Let us explain. <clears throat> you know what, Mr. Forpa can be as successful as he wants to be. Doesn't make you a happy man. Mm-hmm. 
because the Molly was hired as a serving maid for Mrs. Forpaw, for his wife, mm-hmm. Mary. There's Mary, Molly. Keep them straight. Right. Molly had a natural beauty that outshone her drab uniform, uh, so she also had oh she also had a pleasant personality. Oh, okay. So because she was nice and good looking, it didn't take long for Joseph to notice. My, my, my. His wife's servant. Why are men? (laughs) The end. In the months that followed, he found many reasons to keep Molly nearby. Mm -hmm. It was noted by the other household staff that these two often disappeared into rooms under the mansion for hours. The doors closed to prevent prying eyes. Who has the time? (laughs) Right. Sorry. Absolutely not. So sorry. (laughs) Only one of us can have a bad voice right now. Get it together. Oh, no, it's just because I got loud and I had to, like, quell my anger. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> well, don't worry, guys. Mary found out about her husband's illicit activities. Oh. And one afternoon, she discovered Joseph and Molly in flagrante. <laughs> <laughs> Is that <laughs> delicto? Is that the other part of it? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't clue. Let's see. No personality. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've cl- quoted Clue. But yes, they were in bed together and she caught them. Dum, dum, dum. Uh, Furious, she demanded Joseph end the affair immediately. Duh. Furious, I would have punched him square in his noggin. Well, he did. He did. <laughs> and he did end it. But it was too late because Molly found out she was pregnant. Uh, yikes. The plot thickens. In despair, and uh, just trigger warning here, Molly tied a rope to the third floor chandelier and looped the other one around her neck. That is what it says in here. Mm-hmm. And then she threw herself out of the window, ending her life. Uh, yeah. In- yeah. Instantly, I think it says. Yeah. So killing herself and her unborn child. Yes. So obviously... No one really wanted to stay in the house after that. Kind of some bad vibes. That's kind of a damper, yeah. Yeah, really brought the mood down. So the four paws sold the mansion after this and moved to Europe, casually, for a time in an attempt to repair their marriage. That's what, Uh, as we do. I guess. Well, they returned back to St. Paul and they actually had a new home built on the same block with, like, close enough to the old one that you could look out the window and there's their old house. Just a silly, just a silly little reminder. Don't want to be in it, but I'm going to look at it every day. Mm-hmm. I'm sure so, it won't cause any issues. By 1892, this is, I mean, what, we're talking maybe 15 years later? Yeah. Joseph had, why did I say his name like that? Joseph had sunk into a deep depression, which another article I read said that he kind of battled with depression throughout his entire life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. Again, the inconsistencies. Right. Anyway, he sunk into a very deep depression coming back. I don't know, looking at his old home where his mistress killed herself and everything. Yeah. The family excuse given was that he worried about his business, but it was doing fine. So when everyone's like, what's Joseph's problem? Mm -hmm. Um, They're like, oh, it's just, you know, work and business. Okay. The real reason is he is still mourning Molly's death. Duh. At the age of 58, Joseph went to a secluded area. Here we go again. And on the grounds of the original mansion, walked down the road, and he shot himself, ending his own life. Yes. That is also going to be contradicted later, a couple of times. Okay. After his death, his original mansion quickly gained the reputation as being haunted. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to hold off on going into the haunted stuff, because okay. I got some other things to cover. 
So we're going to go back to the Clio to mm. see what else they have to say. And then I've got a little bit more to cover Okay, uh, just to bring us up to present day. All right. So the Clio also agrees that Molly hung herself in the home mm-hmm. and that Joseph found out that Molly had taken her own life and they sold the house. They moved away. A private company actually bought the home and was able to turn it into a restaurant in 1976. So we're fast forwarding pretty far. Everyone at this point has passed. Mm -hmm. I mean, what everyone, yeah, what everyone can agree on is that Joseph did complete suicide at some point. It's just how it happened is up for debate. A mystery. Yeah. Okay. The restaurant stands in the historic district of St. Paul, and it looks the same as it did when it was the residence of the Fourpaw family. Mm-hmm. It was still decorated with 19th century pieces throughout the mansion. And in 2007, Bruce Tayer was able to, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, was able to upstate, update some of the mansion after buying it, but still kept its history alive. Its service, waitresses, and staff was normally dressed in 19th century clothing to be able to bring the past to present. I don't know why that just gives me icky vibes. It is kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know if that theme stuck the entirety of the restaurant being open, but... It, like, kind of reminds me of an organization that I was almost a part of, but not... I'm being very vague, and maybe it won't make sense, but it's like, uh, there was a role... It was for, let's just say, marching band. It's not Mm -hmm. what it was, but uh, for the color guard, they only allowed women to do color guard because traditionally that's how it was and they could only wear skirts and stuff because traditionally that's how it was Mm -hmm. and we also had to like pray before every show and meal and stuff because that's what they liked to do and it just gave me the ick the whole time ew oh yeah i was there for just like a weekend camp i'm narrowing it down quickly sorry this this is a very niche niche market here like if you know what i'm talking about that's weird but uh, <laughs> yeah i was just there for a weekend and we had to like pray before every meal i said well this was unexpected i was here for a marching band so yeah that's okay yeah it just gives me this gives me the same ick vibe that turns out that dude ended up having some allegations against him so oh, go figure all right well i'm gonna backpedal just a little bit more because again Another website, more stuff covered. This is stpaulhistorical.com. I think I wrote it down right. Anyway. All right. So they start with, and this is exactly how their article started. After spending time in Europe to treat his mental health, Joseph and Mary moved into the new mansion. I said, what? Why? Just going right in, huh? Yeah. So we're back to them. Um, Molly has already died. They've left. They've come back. And they moved into a mansion on Summit Avenue in 1891. Okay. So if he, if they stick to, okay, I'll go ahead and read it because here comes more inconsistencies. The previous house, which is on Irving Park or in Irving Park is, was, is today a restaurant now Mm. kind of an empty building, whatever. Um, it was sold to a famous Civil War general, John Henry Hammond. We okay. mentioned him. And it was designed by the firm Mold and McNichol in the Queen Anne style. Mm-hmm. And the new house that they moved into was completed at a cost of 
24,000. Oh, a mere mere 24,000. And this would be almost 20 years later. This was 1889. So from the time that they purchased the house in 1870, whatever, they've doubled the price. Mm -hmm. I hate how this one jumps around. They gave a little bit more information. They said Joseph was born in 1837 in Pennsylvania. And then he came to St. Paul, 1858. He formed his dry good business, and it was called Four Paw and Justice. October 19th ooh, is when he married Mary and they had their five children. They had their business venture. Um, they had wholesale boot and shoes. They also sold. They did. Uh, they said it was just stuff for the war. So yeah, I guess that was the dry. It makes sense. Yeah. It's weird that that would be considered a dry good, but I, I guess. Okay. They retire. They start investing in real estate. So, I mean, he was a savvy businessman. I guess I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what this website said he did. It was early July of 1892, so four years earlier than what the other ones did. They said he passed in 96. Mm-hmm. This is 92. They said Joseph completed suicide in the woods near Selby and Hamline and was found a few days later. Didn't say how. His only grandchildren went. Oh, yes, they do. His only grandchildren, this is a far cry from a gunshot to the head, by the way. Yeah. His only grandchild witnessed him leaving the city by streetcar. After Fourpa was reported missing, the police questioned the family, and the young child's recollection of where his grandpa was led them to the body. No note of writing was ever found on a cause of the decision, but Joseph was a man who always worried about being in poverty and likely took his life to escape the financial crash of 1893. Because he could have, I mean, I guess he would foresee it a little bit, but. Yeah, it said many people lost everything in the crash, but the four paw family fared well from Joseph's estate, collecting on the real estate he owned for several decades after his death. So I think maybe that was the rumor mill and he still may have done it because of Molly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It says the family home at 302 Summit stayed with the faux pas until 1947. And when it was sold and divided into apartments, uh, it or I'm sorry, it was sold and divided into apartments like many of the large mansions in the area. At one time, it housed 19 separate apartments. That's how big that house was. That's crazy. But it's now divided into three condominiums. That's the second house, not the restaurant. Okay. There was another website I didn't write down, um, but I do remember another way they said he completed suicide was Mm -hmm. climbing on top of a streetcar and jumping off or something like that. It was very, like, it stuck with me because it was so weird. One of the kids saw him, like, climb on top of a car and jump while it was moving. I don't know. The years changed. The way it happened changed. The point is, it does revolve around that house, and everyone does agree, for the most part, what I read, on the affair between Joseph and Molly, Mm -hmm. and that she did uh, end her life in the house itself. Yes, yeah. I did forget I have one more website, because you want to know what happened to it today. It is closed. Oh, yeah, yeah. It got turned into that restaurant. And then closed not that long ago, right? 2019, I think. 2019. Now, I'll tell you what happened. There's a website, twocities. I think it's supposed to be twincities.eaters.com. Okay. 
on March 12th, 2019, they posted an article and it said, it's been 42 years of elegance inside Four Paws, the mansion eatery on the edge of St. Paul's Irving Park. Tayer Inc. has operated the restaurant for the past 11 years, so they would have bought it in 08. Mm-hmm. Today, via Facebook, the restaurant announced its closure. The news comes on the heels of the tragic death of its executive chef, 32-year-old Kyle Bell. Yeah. 32 years old. Yeah. And there was a second article, actually, when he did pass. I found it said Kyle Bell. This was on February 6th of 2019. Mm -hmm. Kyle Bell, the executive chef at Four Paws in St. Paul, has died. He was 32 years old. The chef was the rest... The chef was with the restaurant located in a historic home at the edge of downtown St. Paul for just over five years. The restaurant remembered Bell for his calm demeanor, leadership, and craft. According to a GoFundMe page set up to benefit his young family, Bell has been battling the flu prior to passing away on Friday. If you remember what was happening in the beginning of 2019... It probably wasn't the flu. He probably had COVID. That's That's my guess. Said Bell was a graduate of the Arts Institute, in, the Arts Institute's International Culinary Program, and had worked at McCormick and Schmick's and Mot, Motsmia prior to this position. Mm-hmm. So always been in the restaurant business. Yeah, he leaves behind his wife Sarah and two children: three-year-old Stormy and three-month-old Maurice. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Yeah, and four paws serves. Modern American cuisine and converted mansion near Irving Park. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, they closed a month later. So that is crazy that, like, that so much can ride on one person. Like, that that person was so integral to the business. Yeah. And, and so young. Ugh. Yeah, to be an executive chef at that age. And sounds like just starting his family, you know? And yeah. That sucks. Um, it was a weird thing to read where they're like he was had symptoms of the flu before passing. So I'm wondering if because they mentioned that they knew COVID was starting to eke into the U.S. Yeah. And they're like, uh, we're not sure. That's so crazy. Like mm-hmm. young, healthy people. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to like turn it. I went ahead i've been wearing a mask at work i went ahead and tested for covid it was negative there there are other sicknesses in this world other than covid and i get that like even though it came back negative i still wore my mask at work because just why wouldn't you right i don't know i had this conversation with a customer and he's like well it's in human nature to not want to put something on your face like that i'm like yeah but i don't want people coughing in my face either right like to me it's just common sense. Like, we should have been wearing masks the whole time because, like, why? I, one, stay six feet away from me because I don't like people. Like, don't <laughs> touch me. Don't get near me. Don't hover. Yeah. Don't linger. Uh, also, don't cough on me. Right. If you're, like, even if it's just a cold, like, now it seems weird that we were all just over here coughing and sneezing all over the place. And for what? Right. That's gross. It is. And it's sad. But that's the history behind Four Paws. <laughs> And why it's allegedly the most haunted restaurant in Minnesota. <laughs> or so they say. I do. <laughs> Whoa. So anyway, <laughs> I, so I thought this was, we've somehow been stretching this out. Uh, I thought this was going to be a shorter episode because the thing is, I was looking up information on 
obviously this restaurant slash home mm-hmm. and ran into a ton of the same information that you did. Yeah. Sort of like, oh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, exactly. It's so different. Mm-hmm. What I will read right now is actual haunted stuff because I know we like that, but I'm going to come back to some things that Megan covered a little bit. Okay. Truthfully, Megan had to find this, this link for me. I don't know how you found this and I didn't cause I was like, Typing every variation of like ghost <laughs> sightings, hauntings, haunted happenings, investigation. And I just like was not finding mm-hmm. anything. And you're like, oh, did you see this? I'm like, OK, well, go F yourself. Like, <laughs> no, I didn't see this. I didn't even type in haunted. Honestly, I was getting frustrated because I couldn't get like a clear timeline of stuff. And mm-hmm. I think I just put Joseph Forpaw history and that I found these articles. <laughs> right. So this obviously there's. We're at Seek. Oh gosh, here we go. I haven't had to talk this much the whole time. We're at seeksghosts.blogspot.com. Did you do that one? Yes, I covered the first half of it. Okay, so trying to not overlap too much. It talks about uh, there have been numerous sightings of what people feel have both been both Molly and Joseph's ghosts in the building. Mm-hmm. So this is going to cover some of those sightings. Okay. Uh, Molly's ghost, first of all, is considered to be, of all things, a prankster. Like, I'm like, I know, I'm like, that seems, I mean, I know we didn't know her very well, uh, but it seems a little out of character for the situation. I would picture, you know, the crying, sulking ghost. Yeah, no, apparently a prankster. So... Interesting. (laughs) uh, It says that the third floor dining room is often active. It is the room where she hung herself. We know that. One night, an employee who closed the restaurant noticed it. Note, wow, uh-huh. noticed as he drew near his car. What? Let's <laughs> oh, get it over. together. <laughs> One night, an employee who closed the restaurant noticed as he drew near his car that a light was still on upstairs. He went to check but found the third floor dining room dark. He locked up once more and headed to his car, only to see a brighter light on upstairs. Hmm. And isn't it funny that we hear stories like that a lot? We heard that in Alton, Illinois. Yes. Yeah. At, at the, the uh, shipyard. shipyard. Yep. Where the guy, same thing. Like today, we're not even talking like, you see a ghost in the mist and blah, blah, blah. Like it's, these people were working. They're like, I want to go home. I'm tired. Yeah. They get in their car. And you know that freaking feeling when you get inside and you're like, God dang it. So yeah. you like go back inside, fix it. And I'm, yeah, you just come out and the light is back on. Like, that's not even a prank anymore. That's not funny. I'm tired, you stupid bee. Like, quit right. that. <laughs> uh, this time, as he entered the dining room, he saw a candle lit candle light on one table. Frustrated, he announced out loud, Molly, I am tired and I want to go home. No more games. See, I feel this man, this person's pain. Uh-huh. Uh, so he blew out the candle and left. He huh. said, oh, Molly, it was like a real candle burning. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, when he went back inside and said... So he saw the light, went inside, turned it off, came outside, and saw an even brighter light. And went inside, and that even brighter light turned out, it was a candle. Hmm. So, like, that's interesting enough. Uh, But, yeah, he said, Molly, I am tired, and I want to go home. (laughs) And it said, no more games. He blew out the candle and left. This time, the room stayed dark. Molly normally obeys when asked to behave. The ick, it's all full of ick, isn't it? Women, just... Ugh. Ugh. 
Don't yuck somebody's yum, but that's icky. I don't like it. Molly. <laughs> Molly, how dare you? Well, they were behind closed doors for hours. Who knows? Who knows what was going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so apparently she listens if you ask her firmly. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, next, during a costume party, several employees saw Molly's ghosts. Ghost, singular. <laughs> An unknown woman appeared in authentic period clothing and glided past a server. Honestly, backing up when you said ghost, wouldn't it just be awful to see a lot of hers just walking? Just the same ghost yes! just walking? That's almost worse than a single ghost. That's worse than a child ghost. A child. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that would be gross, actually. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so this unknown woman appeared in authentic period clothing, glided past a server. She was then seen walking down a hall where she vanished into thin air. Oh. Don't they always? Molly has also talked, talked to guests. Oh. The restaurant frequently hosts wedding parties and she likes to talk to the new brides. Oh, no. Yeah. A little jelly is what it sounds like. A little jealous. I'd be afraid to have a wedding party there. Like, she's going to curse me or something. I know. Or my this marriage. Was, this was not the wife. This was the, you know. Mistress. The mistress. Yeah. So, I feel like it's out of uh, spite. <laughs> yeah. One photo the original restaurant displayed has a mysterious woman with dark hair in it. She is looking with adorning eyes at someone just outside the frame. Oh. Right? Um, I know. Like, that mm -hmm. just feels icky. Uh, it's said that when Molly is seen, Joseph's ghost is not far away. Of course. Even in death. Even in death, he couldn't be... Faithful. Faithful, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he has been spotted roaming all over the mansion. He is seen in the mansion's basement frequently. In this room, cold spots are felt, lights flicker on and off, and odd rustling noises are heard. See, I feel like I've been talking on and off this whole time, but the more I consistently talk, I'm like, here she goes. <laughs> and this is why I thought my part would be shorter. Um, the lights are always kept on in the basement for if they are shut off, his ghost has been known to make a huge mess. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, often tables and chairs in the dining rooms are found rearranged. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, Joseph's ghost is described as wearing a black waistcoat, silk vest, derby hat, and pinstriped trousers. Smart. Very smartly dressed, <laughs> yes. He is seen... Uh, rushing up and down the mansion's main staircase no <laughs> i don't want just, no, i know like, like all uh get out style uh-uh oh my no, god absolutely rounding not. the corner uh <laughs> you know maddie hasn't seen get out uh, i know i feel like there was a lot of mixed views on that i liked it personally it was it was pretty unsettling mm -hmm. i liked get out and i liked us i have not seen us and i have not seen nope i haven't seen nope yet it's on my list. See, John's kind of like meh about him, but I liked uh, Jordan Peele. I like like yeah. Key and Peele and stuff like that. And it, it was, was just really, it was cool to see him like do this completely unexpected thing. Well, sort of like uh, John Krasinski with um, oh, uh, quiet, a quiet, a quiet place. place. Yeah, yeah. Do you realize I read a thing that said he actually wasn't big into horror movies at all mm -hmm. before he wrote the script for it so in order to prepare for it he watched the babadook uh i think bird box and I like he, he watched like some of the quintessential like really big named ones at the time uh -huh. and i was like that all tracks that all makes sense yeah or i think of danny mcbride 
who he's a comedy guy. He works like Will Ferrell and stuff yeah, like that. I always think of Eastbound and Down. Or, yeah, yeah, he um, helped. He co-produced or something the new Halloween trilogy. Well, there you go. Yeah. Listen, they're multifaceted people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so rushing up and down stairs, get out style. Uh, his ghost, like Molly's, has been captured in photographs. One photo shows his hand reaching out to touch a bride's knee. I cannot not. stand faith, huh? <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> right? Can't be faith. Like, literally, your mistress is there and you're messing up. Yep. Right? Uh, This photo disappeared shortly after it was displayed. Many believe Joseph himself stole it, not wanting Molly to know about his wandering eye. See? Listen, listen. Molly, what did you expect? When he cheated on his wife with you, you didn't think he'd wander again? Man. Mm -hmm. You're not the only one. Do better. Uh, Other photos depict him always standing near the prettiest lady in the room. And that's not fair because I have not seen any pictures of him next to me in a room. So untrue, (laughs) untrue. (laughs) No, that's very subjective and kind of mean to go. "Mm, She's the prettiest. So he must not be here tonight. Little do you know, he's sitting over there with the gremlin in the corner talking to the cats (laughs) at the party instead of the people. (laughs) Gosh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you need a drink oh i guess if you drink my drink you, i can't do you hear that cough what's frustrating is i'm trying to cough harder and that's the hardest i can cough <laughs> it's so aggravating my goodness anyway gremlins and cats what in the world where was i going with all that Standing next to the prettiest lady. Yeah, that's subjective and stupid. Oh, I know what now, I was going to say. Now, what if he's say. standing next to a man? Yeah, like, he's got a wandering eye. Like, who knows where it's wandering? Why can't we say the most attractive person in the room? What if it happens to be a man? Yeah, I don't know. He could change his mind. Jeez. <laughs> uh, no, oh, what I was going to say is I'm a little annoyed because they're like, there's pictures of Molly next to new brides. There's pictures of Joseph being an... A, D- a D-bag again. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something else. Being a big butthole. Uh, where are these pictures? Yeah. Because I searched for them. In addition to, like I said, I was trying to search like uh, investigations, hauntings, investigation. Did I say investigations you twice? Did. What the heck? <laughs> I told you I'm tired. Uh, I checked images and I thought for a second, I was like, oh, there's one. But it was like. Uh, that those caves that we talked about oh yeah there were some caves as well that we discussed covering but we didn't so point is like again with inconsistencies of like where's the photos show me the proof yeah uh i've we've got another little a little tidbit here once again trying very hard to not overlap Mm -hmm. now i know darn well it's not called reader available okay midwestern ghosts and hauntings and i dot blogspot we all love blogspot apparently (laughs) so just more vague not like how this other website had this server saw this this person saw this these are just like the general general haunted (laughs) gentry Gentry. (laughs) oh my god oh uh, stop uh anyway molly's ghost has also been seen meandering about the mansion in the late 1800s period dress as well yay good for molly uh, oh, there, I skipped a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's see. They say, 
Here we go. The ghostly image of Joseph Forpaw has been seen strolling through the dining areas of the restaurant. Uh, Some say he seems to have a smug look about him as if he's happy to be back in his former home. I guess. He just seems like a smug dude all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, They say he can be distinguished by his late 1800s period clothing. There are times where he cannot be seen but makes his present known by turning lights on and off. Uh, which is funny because, like they said, the whole Molly thing with the candlelight, but maybe he's the one messing with the lights. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That now, Molly's ghost has also been seen mirroring during the mansion in her 1800s period dress, mostly on the third floor where she met her end. Some claim to have heard footsteps on the floors above when the upstairs is entirely empty of people. It is said that she passes through walls in the restaurant, Which, that's interesting because usually that is a residual haunting that is remembering the way things used to be. And as far as I know, this building wasn't really... No, it was. It was renovated. Never mind. I I realized it was kind of in disarray in the 60s, right? Uh, I I don't remember when. I think it was in disarray in the 60s, so they renovated. So just kidding. She probably is remembering some of the old footprint of the building. Probably. Yeah. Uh, she has even been photographed, as we've said, after a wedding photo shoot, one of the photos showed a ghostly arm extending outward from the staircase. Uh, she's all about like just creepy crawlies yeah. showing up. <laughs> uh, on one occasion, a customer using the restroom came out and claimed that he heard a woman singing in the upper levels of the mansion and there was no one around. Hmm. As Joseph seems to haunt the lower levels of the mansion, Molly seems to haunt the upper levels. Perhaps their afterlife models their real life when they were separated from each other and were unable to see each other. We're assuming that, like, the maids' quarters and stuff were upstairs. Mm-hmm. As now, they in the same home... Wait, as now, they in the same home, but eternally kept apart. Sorry, I forgot the really cheesy, like, fruit, flu- <laughs> like sentence there at the end. Yeah. Uh... And that's sort of, okay, that's sort of it about the hauntings. I know that seems very like, eh, but I was explaining to Megan, she sort of touched on it. I didn't realize she was going to. I had one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, six sites up to explain how different each story is about this place. Yeah. So like, first of all, uh it said and i think you used different websites from what i used yes yeah so this one's like a a local radio station to saint paul uh this one says allegedly joseph's wife mary caught joseph and molly together that i think is consistent throughout yeah mary decided to end her marriage with joseph oh no yeah uh, Joseph was heartbroken, <laughs> like literally, I'm not joking. This was the first one I found. This was the first, uh, source. It says, found them together. Mary decided to end her marriage with Joseph. Joseph was heartbroken and decided to take his own life. Molly was so heartbroken over Joseph that she did the same. All right. Way out of order. From according to what we read told. before. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Another one, minnesotahauntedhouses.com. Uh, Molly had an affair with Joseph uh, LeBrant. They gave a That's different his name. Yeah, name. LeBrant uh, for Paw. And when his wife, Mary, found the two of them together in bed, pregnant Molly uh, hanged herself from a chandelier, threw herself out a third story window. And that's all it says about that. It doesn't even mention mm-hmm. uh, that he. I don't believe that it mentions that 
Yeah, it doesn't say anything about him taking his own life. So all we got was Molly in that one, and it was the result of her finding them, not of them leaving. Yeah. Uh, hauntedrooms.com. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Well, this one was kind of nice because it says Molly Molly is the resident ghost in Four Paws Restaurant, according to this. And says, fortunately, she's a good ghost. She might be a little mischievous, but she will not bring people harm. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It talks about how she was, you know, attractive and smart and funny and whatever. Right. Uh, the wife discovered them, became jealous of the servant, and soon... Wh- wait, what? Uh, it's not long... Yeah. It was not long before... Joseph's wife discovered his wife's penchant for Mary. Sorry, she didn't discover them. Oh, okay. So she started making Molly do extra chores and would keep her away from the bedrooms and away from Joseph. Uh, However, Molly turned out to be carrying Joseph's child and Mary was furious. Joseph promptly ended the affair, but Molly was distraught. Uh, She mourned, cried, whatever, went to the third floor, and that's when she ended her life. He was distraught when he heard the news, so like all that is missing uh this one does say that he shot himself he went out for a walk with a pistol and shot himself so it doesn't talk about leaving or going away to europe for like yeah no Uh, only in your state.com says let's see blah 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 i want a little more here that is joseph horpaw the original owner Uh, killed himself after having an affair with a maid and being outed for his adultery. And after his death, the mistress hung herself from a chandelier. Like, that. that's another source. Um, So, everyone agrees the affair happened. Yes. That Molly hanged herself. And that Joseph took his own life as well. The order of those things is questioned, yeah. and how he did it is in question. Right. Finally, Visit St. Paul says it's the closest to what you said, which is his wife found out about them, and they moved to Europe. And Like, he ended the relationship with Molly. They moved to Europe. Molly discovered she was pregnant, killed herself. Joseph returned to St. Paul, bought a mansion, and ended up shooting himself. So that's along the closest lines of what you told. Yeah. Now... We're pooping all over this, and there's not a ton of information. We're talking about how there's not any pictures to find or any investigations or anything like that. And so this was a little bit of a rough one, but I think this is a good example of what we've talked about from the beginning. Of I feel like we always feel pressed to find these really haunted locations with these really crazy findings and stuff. Yeah. I think this is a great example of... This is the, or so they say, this is the whole reason, the whole concept of this podcast and why we started it, is people say places are haunted, or so they say. Our Mm -hmm. goal is to go out and decide if we think they are haunted or not. This place is a whole hot mess. Yeah. And there is no proof to be found. No. Like, I saw a video of a local news station that took in a psychic medium and that was the best I got out of it. She was talking about, like, what she was feeling throughout the house. It felt very, uh, uh, gosh, Grave Encounters. Oh, Where yeah. she's, like, stopped at a corner. Like, it's as if she stopped right here up against this window and was like, I feel something specifically right here. And then the owner was like, that's actually the only original piece of the house left. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And she's like... I, I could just feel the tension. And then went like the stairway up to where the maids would stay. She's like, it was so awkward because she was like, 
I feel a ton of energy right here. She's like, honestly, I'm really surprised that you guys don't. And like did that and then came back and she's like, you know, like not, not bad vibes, good vibes, hanky panky vibes. And then started walking up the stairs. Oh, so she was just getting like super turned on. (laughs) Essentially. Yeah. She's like, I can't believe you guys don't feel this. Are you guys pick? Are you feeling what I'm feeling right like now? Like here. Are no, we? Stop. stop. <laughs> I, this is why we don't have video yet, guys. If if you could only see. Oh, uh, man. Um. So there was a psychic medium. But like, I can't find pictures. I can't find investigations. I'm not saying that the things that happen to these people are not true. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying this is a good example of like, not every ghost story stands. And in my opinion, this is really rough. Because there is no consistency, no consistency, and no proof. Unless we could go investigate it ourselves. And Which we can't. If I could find more information on the history of the house, like actual documented history, maybe I'll feel a little bit better. But it is just interesting to me that they're like, this is Minnesota's most haunted restaurant. Like, and when you look up haunted places in Minnesota, even as a whole, it's like in the top 10 consistently. And I'm like, then where is the proof? Right. Show me. Yeah. Show me the girl. Uh, yeah. I even tried looking for pictures and videos and I got nothing. So I don't know. I truthfully thought this was going to be a short episode. We somehow stretched it out anyway, because that's what we do best. It wasn't, uh, yeah. it wasn't even intentional. We just don't <laughs> focus. No, we don't. Uh, but yeah, this is a good example of this was very kind of chaotic and just you know not organized that is what chaotic is come on (laughs) yeah it's just a weird one and in my mind unless we investigated ourselves a good example of like or so they say doesn't always stand right right so not everything is haunted i mean they make a make up a good backstory i guess that should paint the picture for a haunted place but i need a little more than that yeah yeah so i don't know that's that's what we've got for minnesota Mm -hmm. for the four paw house turned restaurant turned closed due to like really tragic event Mm -hmm. really we (laughs) I was trying to think of something we could do to tie in Thanksgiving and... You were like, ooh, a restaurant. A restaurant. (laughs) Which that's all I had. I know. I wish... (laughs) Now I wish we could have a QA and a with you guys. I wish you were here to talk to us because I would like to say like, what are your Thanksgiving plans? What are you eating for Thanksgiving? I'm pretty sure we've covered this in previous Thanksgiving episodes that... Oh, even earlier, like I was talking to Maddie about the difference between uh, our family talked about bringing dressing. Oh, yeah. And she's was like, I don't understand. I was like, it's stuffing. It's just, I don't know. It's a weird thing that yeah. like, that's what some people call it. Yeah. I don't know. Some people also call it the the food, the, the meal time that starts with an S that I hate. <gasps> See? Ooh, I hate it too. That is not, we say dinner. So, yeah, we say breakfast, lunch, and dinner like normal human beings. <laughs> but... It's more like a Southern thing. So it makes sense that Terre Haute is on and off about using this because we we're fake Southerners. I don't know. For some reason, people from Terre Haute like to act like they're from the South. Yes. But so there are normal people who say breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Us growing up and my great grandma and all of her 
family members and all of that called it. Uh, breakfast, dinner was the second meal of the day. And then uh, uh, three, two, one, supper, supper. was the <laughs> last meal of the day. For some reason, I hate that word. I do too. You know, and I've thought about this several times, and I'm genuinely considering it for our, like, last tangent of the year, Mm -hmm. is where do certain phrases and words come from, and that's just going to be... Most of mine have to do with eating and food, and, like, maybe that's something I should unpack in therapy, but, like, (laughs) no, it's true. Like, I hate uh, words that describe mouth noises. So that starts with an S and ends in a P, literal SL. Like if you're eating oh, soup. Oh, like soup if you're yeah. drinking it from the spoon and making a certain sound. I cannot. Like that, it's so gross. It is so gross. Uh, Truly I, the word automatopoeia is kind of dumb. <laughs> that's, I, that's a really dumb one, honestly. That's what it is. It's the sound you make is almost, that word is almost an automatopoeia. Is, is that... What it is? Is that the word that describes a word that sounds like what it... Like a bee buzzes and buzzes a... No. It's not an autom... That's not what it is. I think I just had a stroke. (laughs) I know. That's why I was like, Megan, that is not what that is. It's a... uh, Hold oh, on. for Pete's sake. Oh, my God. Why am I having a brain You're the English right major. It's right there. It's on the tip of my tongue. What is an onomatopoeia? <gasps> what the heck is it? I'm getting really mad right now because I know the word. And it's... <laughs> I'm asking for... Hey, Siri. Define onomatopoeia. <laughs> it's going to be something so stupid. <laughs> no, that's it. The formation of a word from a sound associated with what is named. So cuckoo or sizzle is an example. So it is an automatopoeia. Okay, sorry. I could see you getting real flustered real fast. I did not think that was the word. I what? It's a real... Okay. You're um, getting heated again. A re- uh, example. A relatively large number of bird names arise on automatopoeia. Okay. Or That's the use of automatopoeia for literary effect. The language in her picture books is notable for its playfulness and automatopoeia. Ooh, it's used in that way that's gross anyway you almost made me like really upset i'm sorry i I, like (laughs) i don't know i blacked out for a second when you said that's not right and you said you're right that's not right uh i don't know there's just lots of things i don't like and i would you know darn well i could fill a whole episode with uh colloquialisms and why i don't freaking like them Mm mm-hmm Look how easily oh, phrases, you can sway phrases. me. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, that was the other thing. The phrases when someone eats eats something and it is fulfilling and it is good and they like it. <laughs> it they say it hits something. And like that, man, something about that phrase just like enrages me. I think we should do this as our last tangent of the year. Oh man! I, do we or do we want to do it on a lighter, a lighter topic? Because <laughs> it just feels so. Wait, that's a really poopy word. I'll have to talk. I was gonna explain what that phrase does to me. <laughs> Maybe we should save it. Let's let's build this up. I know I'm getting it's getting hot, month. getting heated. We're gonna go eat our. Uh, uh, what do we eat? Noodles with mashed potatoes and gravy. 
Carbs and carbs and, and starch carbs. and carbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. We're going to eat all the things that everybody thinks is weird. We're making a broccoli salad. Hope you all like that. I do like broccoli salad. I love broccoli salad. I'm going to try to make deviled eggs again and pray to the good Lord that I don't ruin them. <laughs> Listen, everybody's been having bad luck with, uh, you know, de-shelling their eggies. I'm mad. I'm mad thinking about it. I'm just like... <laughs> I can't wait to not get it right again. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited for Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. We should wrap it up. We should. Which means next week. Oh, is this our last Thursday of the month? Uh, So it'll be when this airs. It will be the 24th. I don't want to make yes. a fool myself yes, like because there's you only, guys in Ohio. There's only 30 <laughs> days in this month. Yeah, yeah. We have several more M states coming. But yes, our next episode is our... Um, experience episode all right can't wait so we're not gonna be in ohio maybe who knows we'll find out mm. okay okay bye bye <laughs> happy thanksgiving that too <laughs> okay bye. bye thanks for listening mixing editing and music is by kelsey ingram our cover art is done by both of us visit our website at or so they say pod.com you can find links to our facebook Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at Or So They Say Pod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash Or So They Say Pod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.